Bush and Ritchie uh, back reunited for our second show of uh, 2022. Uh, you're at home, I'm in the studio gets explained in this episode of the podcast uh, but I'm allowed to be back in the studio after our sketchy producer uh, tested uh, positive yesterday we've got a, uh, a, a, a backup our, our, our hardy deputy Nick uh, with us <laughs> not heard at all from old um, old Mr Negative old, sorry old Mr Positive yeah, good old Mr. Positive. I mean, uh, it is a higher profile positive test than Ben Johnson. That one for a producer <laughs> I don't want it. And he's kept his head down. Has he ever? He's really taking isolation to the to every single letter of the word. Do you know what, though? He's, I, and I, I don't mean this in a bad way to producer Adam, because he's not here to defend himself, but I felt like he almost had... De- he was thinking that he had deity-like powers that made him above <laughs> the virus, because he was, like, going out and all this kind of stuff, and it's not going to get me. And do you know what? It's gone and got him. He has deity-like powers above everything, I think, that man. In many ways, <laughs> but that's coming to an end, isn't it? <laughs> and he's not here. He's got no right to reply. He'd have no right to reply, even if he was here anyway. Uh, enjoy but, the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I was, yeah, I was going to say, there's no greater leveller than a lemsip and a pair of tracky bottoms <laughs> being trapped in the house. <laughs> Richie in the studio, me, Andy Bush at home. Uh, we're awaiting the arrival of our third child. A Bush baby is imminent at any second. It could happen at any moment, so if I disappear later on in the show, you know what's going on. We're starting tonight's show with some tough love, and I just want to put this statement out right at the beginning of home time this evening. If you haven't got your Christmas tree or decorations down yet, what the hell are you playing at? Christmas was ages ago. <laughs> ages ago. I've been walking around Leon C in the evenings, looking through people's windows, as I like to do. Of course you You've do. got the big light on. If you've got the big light on and the blinds open, you're asking for it, as far as I'm concerned, in terms of me peering in. And there are loads of people still with their Christmas trees that are going on. And do you know what that makes me feel like? It reminds me of... Do you remember back in the day with the... the uh, I think it was the second Red Nose Day, and people had those plastic red noses on the front of their cars. <laughs> and then some people couldn't be asked to take the red nose off and had it on their car five years later. It was all faded. It looks like that. <laughs> What's going on? I, I think we need an agreed date for all these things to come down because for me, and I kid you not, we took all of our Christmas tree down, decorations down, Boxing Day evening. That's the night to be doing it. Now, I'd have to say I'd go on a little bit longer than that because if you're going to have a party on New Year's Eve, it's still nice to have all the lights and all that kind of stuff. I have to say, though, Bush, New Year's Day, I was outside on the patio. I was sawing that tree into an inch of its life and sticking it in the garden way. New Year's Day for me. It's, it's cathartic, though, isn't it? And, and just to go to your other point, when was the last time you went to a party? I couldn't remember the last time I was anywhere near a party. <laughs> parties, are, parties are a different era. That's like the Bayer <laughs> Tapestry, me at a, 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 a party. So just want to put it to people this evening, right? A, have you still got your decorations up? In brackets, sort your life out. Or B, I mean, let's try and come up with an, an agreed date on tonight's show. A lot of people going on about Twelfth Night, some kind of flipping Shakespeare play or whatever. <laughs> it needs to be get gone, like, on Boxing Day, as far as I'm concerned. Your thoughts on this, please. You can text the show and we'd love to hear from you. Paul in Stokes says, Bush and Ritchie, uh, I normally do it a day after Boxing Day. Get them down, I say. The neighbour across the road has still got trees in pot plants with bright flashing lights on constant. <laughs> it's like living opposite the nightclub, Pasha. <laughs> uh, Rachel says, New Year's Eve, then a deep clean ready for the new year. If you're going to leave it a couple of days after Christmas, I don't know why you'd want to do it on New Year's Eve. I mean, we've discussed this already. Yes, it's not quite party time at the moment still, but New Year's <laughs> Eve to actually do it, that's, that's strange. Start as you mean to go on. Start as you mean to go on. Uh, Louise is hanging on. Uh, Louise, you've got something to give on this? Well, uh, Christmas doesn't finish till after the 6th of January. 
because on the 6th of January, traditionally, is the Epiphany. And that's when the three wise king visited uh, the crib in the manger at that time of the year, not on Christmas Day. And in Ireland, it's called Little Christmas or Women's Christmas when the men do the cooking. Do you know what? We, we get Every night on this show, we're getting a different Irish take on stuff. We, we learned that your airing cupboard's called a hot press last night on Correct. daytime. Now we've got a different name for Christmas. <laughs> no, no, it's not a different name for Christmas. It's a different 6th of January. Right, fantastic. I'm working from home and that's my doorbell. <laughs> you hear that in the background, you two? <laughs> it's the wise men arriving. The wise men are here. <laughs> so the doorbell go, the tail end of us chatting to the lady about uh, Irish Christmas and stuff. Do you want to know what, what it was, Richard? <laughs> no, arrived? All of us want to know. You're not going to believe this. Uh, about two or three weeks ago, I'd had a couple of shandies, ended up buying an unusual lamp uh, <laughs> online. Uh, the lamp is a monkey stood in the air holding a light bulb, and he's just arrived. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. I mean, you've, you've got this baby very, very soon to arrive. I love the fact that you're getting all your um, all your frivolous spending done before, yeah. <laughs> before I'm that's finished. Out before I'm finished. <laughs> Good for you. John says, Boxing Day's too soon to take them down. Mine came down on the 29th of December, and that's a bit too soon. New Year's Eve, that would be about right. As an aside, our producer Nick here in the studio is eating a mince pie. Would you want to make a ruling on that? I think he needs his P45. <laughs> Wasting our time with this whole Christmas decoration thing. We're not going to get an agreement on it. Uh, people just disagreeing with stuff. I, I think a decoration should be down already. You've already sawed your tree to pieces, Richie. Uh, this person doesn't leave their name says, you two should be ashamed of yourselves. Boxing day for one and hacking the tree to death the other. Where do we even begin? Christmas trees are for life, not just for Christmas. And I, as you've worked out, still have my beautiful trimmings up, but my husband's not so keen. The date should be at least January the 6th. <laughs> uh, as an aside, uh, a lot of people fascinated uh, about um, uh, the interruption that we had earlier on. You're working from home with the uh, imminent arrival of, uh, of your third child, which is so exciting. Uh, we heard the doorbell go. This, this lamp uh, that you said you've had delivered, someone's texted here, Bush, I think I've bought the same lamp from the same website. We have bought a frog holding up a lampshade and also a rabbit. My wife has bought a peacock coming out of the wall. Uh, it's, it's an unbelievable thing. If you follow me on Twitter, I bush on the radio, it's just a little monkey holding holding a, the light in the air. Sharon's tweet to say, I saw that lamp in a shop and said to my husband, who's buying this rubbish? As she adds, so thanks for clearing that up. If that thing was on Border Force Australia, it would have been smashed to pieces looking for the drugs that are clearly inside it. I know what he's saying. Uh, and then regarding when the trees come down, Gillian says, It's my birthday on the 6th of January. Christmas decorations are staying up. So here's a question. How many socks is too many pairs of socks to have? Uh, I was bored this morning, um, was putting bits and bobs uh, away at home. Over Christmas, I got some brand new socks. You know I'm a transport buff. Uh, Natalie bought me uh, some London Underground socks. Uh, they're all <laughs> socks that are uh, wow. in a different type of uh, seat covers from uh, London Underground trains and uh, London buses and stuff. So uh, happy days right. for me. So I thought I should have a clear out, have a bit of a sock audit. I counted up how many pairs of socks that I've got. Paired, clean and no holes in whatsoever. I own 28 pairs of socks. That is unbelievable. I would say if you've got that kind of time on your hands and you're bored, I'd get a PlayStation 5 or something, maybe a Nintendo <laughs> Switch. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't do it all the time. I don't just sit there and count socks weekly. Well, once is enough. Once is enough, I'd say. How many pairs of socks do you have? 
I've got absolutely no idea. I've got, I, I don't know how many socks I've got, and I'm not beholden to pairs, so I'll mix and match. My sock drawer is just like a, a sea of different types of socks, and I'll just match them up together and see what happens. Are you kidding me, or are you trying to provoke? No, no, honestly, God, I, I, I can't be bothered trying to dig out because you always lose socks or whatever I'll just mix the pairs up even if they're like Christmas theme ones or different patterns wear them together how do you do that who even knows who sees your socks do you know what my mum used to say to me if you got knocked over in the street clean pants and matching socks (laughs) I think if you've got your pants covered that's pretty much fine but I don't think they're (laughs) going to do the talk of the triage if you've got not matching socks on do you know what I mean (laughs) alright two questions to put out here okay Uh, number one how many pairs of socks is too many pairs of socks and secondly, if you do work in the health service and you attend people and you see they've got a, a, a non-matching pair of socks, do you look at each other with a knowing wink? Lisa says, I did a sock audit on my 88-year-old dad over Christmas. 88-year-old dad, he had 47 pairs of socks. Bush doesn't even wear paired socks. You think you know a man? Anything goes. Anything goes, mate. What, what, what situation are you putting them into as well? How, how do you store them in your house? Uh, sock drawer, uh, rows of five, and uh, doubled. So, like, yeah. It's good to know. It's good to know. Mark <laughs> Whitworth says, listen to this, 87 pairs here and 67 in the drawer below. He says, I can only send one photo on Twitter. Whoa. You have to take my word for it. For a grand total of, this man's out of control, 154 pairs of socks. That's like... A four-month rotate. He's got a problem. He's got a problem. He's out of control. He's never going to wear them, is he? Never going to wear them. Craig tweets, Amateur, you need to join Sock Club. A new random pair of socks sent every month. What's not to love? There's definitely a dungeon involved in that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Genevieve, uh, what do you do, Genevieve? Oh, I'm a staff nurse, but I have a thing about socks. We wear scrubs at work, and with the NHS, you know the um, boring standard scrubs so um, I thought you know socks is a good thing so we normally check our socks see what socks everybody's wearing I've got a thing about cactus cacti socks and one of the doctors goes in sometimes it's one of the dental doctors different coloured socks so it's a bit of a theme and a bit of fun yeah. All right, so Genevieve, Richie mentioned it earlier on, but do, do you judge people that have come in for surgery or come into the hospital and have a look at either their pants or their socks and make a judgment on that? <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's like being a competition. It's like, oh, well, you've won dressing gown of the day. Yeah, absolutely. And socks. <laughs> but normally because they have to wear Ted stockings, you know, the anti-embolized stockings. Yeah. Yeah, for surgery. So more often than you know, they get, they get changed themselves or we pull the curtains around. But sometimes there'll be a comment on slippers and, yeah, if they're nice slippers, it's like, you know, don't be surprised if they're not here when you come back. So, yeah. It's a bit of- I love this. I love this. And it backs up every single person that has had said the old mantra that my old mum said, and that is pants and socks, fresh ones you never know. You could get knocked down. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. They say that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Danielle's tweeted, My husband one year got 100 pairs of socks gifted wow. to him for Christmas. Now, I love a new sock, but I think even I would have to feign excitement if it was totting up to over 100. Getting 100 socks for Christmas is like a, 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 an incensed farmer dumping a load of manure <laughs> on the doorstep of a bank. <laughs> it's just too much. It's exactly that. 
Uh, Paul, uh, it actually says my husband Paul had at last count 85 pairs of plain black socks. He says he doesn't have a problem, but I beg to differ. These people are out of control. And if they're all the same, if they're all just plain black, that's basically just a drawer of socks that aren't in pairs. But think about it, he must never need to worry about any of that stuff at all. So maybe he's living the dream. That's got a radio station for every decade, and right now it's time to jump through time. Bush and Ritchie through the decades with Tesco Mobile. One of you could be winning £500 as we take you yet again for 2022 through the decades. Can you answer a question from each of the Absolute Radio Decade stations to win? Here's a bit of a twist though we're going back full circle, we're going to go back to the first ever contestant that we had. On this quiz, his name's Graham. He was unsuccessful first time, but he's back to play to start things off in 2022. Graham, welcome back to the show. Hi there, guys. Happy New Year to you both. And to you, Graham. Uh, we're not going to lie, our memory's awful. We know you didn't win because it took ages yeah. to get a winner. But how did you do on the first ever through the decades? Well, I got my first question right. That was on the 70s. Mm-hmm. But then I got stuck in the 80s. And I've been stuck there, I've been stuck there ever since. There's quite a few people we work with that are stuck in the 80s, so don't you worry about it, Graham. <laughs> uh, well, let's see if we can free you from the 80s and, and, and get further today. We'll remind you of the rules. Well, I mean, you know, it's more for everyone else, really. Seven questions, yep. one from each of our sister stations, Absolute Radio 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, noughties, 10s and the present day. 60 seconds on the clock to get all seven correct. Can't pass, and when the time's up, the game ends. All Making sense. Mm-hmm, yep. Good man. Graham, let's, are you, you going to change tactics from what you did last time? And you started in the 70s before. Is that where you're going to start this time? No, I think, well, if I got stuck in the 80s, I better get out of the 80s. So let's start with the 80s. <laughs> right. <laughs> I love his logic. <laughs> okay, Graham, good luck to you. Let's go through the decades. Through the decades. 80s, which infamous ship which sank in 1912 was found in 1985? Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> oh, cracky. Oh, no. Mary Rose? Not the uh, Mary Rose. Think of another Victory. infamous ship. A, the Victory, yeah, no. The Victory, um... Uh, Quite a famous yeah. ship, Graham. Quite a famous ship. I'm stuck in the 80s again, aren't I? Not at the moment. I will be. <laughs> 1912, uh, very famous ship that sunk. Oh, gosh. Um, the, uh, oh, dear, oh, dear. You know, you get a brain freeze, this is what's happened. Um, yep. Gra- Graham, have a word with yourself, son. Yeah, I know, I know. Movie! Uh, Movie. Yes! <laughs> 90s. In 1992, Euro Ooh. Disney was opened in which European country? Paris. Paris. Country. Paris. France. Correct. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh dear, Graham. You're a loser, and you have lost. Time's oh up. my <laughs> word, Graham, man. <laughs> You've had too much of a Christmas break. Your brain's gone to sleep. <laughs> I know, oh dear. You know when you just you know what it is. It just won't come up. It just uh, wasn't there. As soon as uh, Richard said film, yeah. Oh yeah, I'm sure there'd be like, a really good film about the Mary Rose. I'd love to see that, like a source-based film, maybe with prawns and stuff as well. 
It's brilliant to have you on. It's amazing to have so many people shouting Titanic at their radio at this time of the evening uh, <laughs> on a Wednesday night. Um, unlucky means you're trapped in the noughties, which means no winner today, which means we play again tomorrow. And if you can't wait until then, you can play Through the Decades on your Amazon smart speaker right now by saying, open the Through the Decades game. Through the Decades with Tesco Mobile. Uh, Graham got very stuck uh, on the Titanic, uh, which was raised in the 80s, well, found in the 80s, but uh, 1912, that sunk. He was uh, going with Mary Rose. Look that one up, Bush. Uh, was found, uh, obviously, we remember it when we were at school in the 80s, but uh, 1545, uh, the, <laughs> the Mary just Rose. Just slightly out. Just a little bit out. Just a shade. So the best thing about post-Christmas is seeing on social media what other people got, what presents they got. And someone tweeted me a photo of a thing they got for Christmas last night on Twitter, A, that I didn't know existed, and B, has blown my mind. It was a battery tidy. <laughs> it's amazing. Amazing. A battery tidy. A sports bag that you zip up, right? It's kind of a sports bag that looks like the bag that you might uh, drop, um, like, ransom money off if you're in a 1970s Clint Eastwood movie. <laughs> You zip it up, but inside there's a sponge insert with loads of little tiny holes, and in those holes you store all the batteries that you have in the house, your triple A's, your double A's, the big fat square ones you put in fire alarms and all that kind of thing. It's a battery tidy, and you, and you never need to worry about batteries being all over the place in the house. Like, for example, in our house, we've got a load of batteries in the tech drawer, you know, which is full of, like, a, a spaghetti of different wires, and, infuriatingly, we've got a mix of flat and charged batteries in an old jam jar in the airing <laughs> cupboard, or, or hot press, if you're Irish. And, and it's just, com you know, completely ridiculous. So this could be a game-changer for people. Absolutely want one of these. Uh, don't have the need for it, but absolutely want one. Never heard they existed. The one thing I haven't done... I, I I haven't done any due diligence, Bush. I've, n you know, sometimes you can see these things and think, oh, it only costs this, and you, yeah. you think, oh yeah, I can buy that. I don't know how much this costs yet, so I don't know how achievable it is for me. I mean, it's a bit of luxury that I feel like we all need in our life. We're building this bit on the show as the, the item that you didn't know you needed for 2022. Red Shoes on Twitter says, I've got one, and they honestly are the love of my life. I also have a battery recharger and tester, so you can see how full the battery is. So oh. we would say to you tonight on Home Time, if you don't know what a battery tidy is, check it out. But if you've got one, tell us about it, and you can tweet us now at Absolute Radio. Bush, I've got a price. Do you want to guess the price? This could be good or bad. They look pretty good. I'm thinking it's going to be about 50 quid, 60 quid or something. 28.99, my friend. That's that's too good a price to turn down, isn't it? Available Friday um, holds 199 batteries, uh, which which frustrates me. I mean, you would have thought <laughs> just nudged to 200, but yeah, at least do 200 if you're spending that kind of money. I'd love to love so anyone's got. I don't want to get into the sock thing again, but if you've got more than 200 batteries at home, again, I think you might have some form of a problem. Do you know what? Right? Do you know what? Sky Sports host uh, Michelle Owen tweeted yes. earlier on. Apparently, they've got one in her house. We're going to get her on the line and get the intel on it next. So let's welcome to the show. Star of Sky Sports and lovely all-round person, the uh, lovely Michelle Owen. Welcome to the show, Michelle. Thank you. That's stretching it a bit, but I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> it's brilliant to have you on. Uh, we took it on Twitter the other night about uh, uh, battery organisers. You, you sent a photo of the battery organiser that you have in your house, and you swear by them. Please explain. Well, I, right. The thing is, with my husband, he's one of these people that likes things to be organised, and I'm literally the opposite. You know, like Marie Kondo, mm -hmm. if you know what that is, like on, on Netflix? Yeah. His yeah. half of the wardrobe, super organised, super folded. My half, not so much. So 
so he buys things. I'm like, why have you bought that? So one of them was like, he bought me a jewelry organizer, which is very sweet, but I have a jewelry box. And then he bought me a scarf organizer. And next on the list, next on the list was the battery compartment thing. And I arrived. I'm like, what's this? It's got the blue bolt on the front. He's really excited. And to be fair, it's the best thing he has bought. He's uh, he's excelled himself, and it's just got all the scotch you ever want to pull your batteries. But the best thing is, right, I'm I'm a little bit of a cheapskate, and I'll go to Poundland and get the Kodak batteries. Now, he always right. tells me off for this, but you can measure the charge. And all I say is the Kodaks are as good as other brands available. Wow, what about that battery chat with Michelle Owen on <laughs> Home Time here on Absolute Radio this evening? <laughs> Sky haven't commissioned that one. From someone who likes the idea of it and is uh, astonished that it exists, surely most normal people buy batteries on demand and then, like, they get them out of the packet when they need them. Why, why do people need to get them out and organise them into a box? Well, we, everyone has the mandor, don't they? And we had the mandor that was super disorganised. The toddler wants AA batteries for some horrible, noisy toy. Now I know where they are. I know how many I've got. I know if I need to get some power mandor. Now, I'm a really disorganised person. And yeah. my husband, Adam, is the sort of person that, like, let's say the lounge is a mess of toddler toys. He'd rather sort a drawer out. So he always sorts things <laughs> out of sight. And although batteries are out of sight, he has them very well on this one. So I'm going to let him have it. And it will give him now... Uh, more room to go and get what I think are useless storage solutions, but he's done very well. He's just walked into the room smiling. He's absolutely buzzing. He's chuffed. He's made up. It's, 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 it's paid off. Can I just confirm, Michelle, that uh, Adam, your husband, bought this for you as a present? How did that go down? Well, I don't know if it's intended as a present, but he bought the jewellery organiser and the scarf thing as presents. Was this intended as a present? <laughs> yeah, was it a present for me? No, it's so you can sort your life out. No, it's so you can sort oh, your life out. Re- relationship falling apart on air as we speak. Well, Michelle, you say you're an unorganised person. Uh, if you do, you know, you commentate on football games and all that kind of stuff, surely you must have a process of writing stuff down so you can go to your notes quickly in the heat of a live broadcast. You must be a bit organised then. Yeah, my husband doesn't understand how I do what I do because in that half of my life or that section of my life, I am pretty organised. But honestly, anything else, he sort of... He runs everything. He makes sure we exist. <laughs> <laughs> when can people see you on Sky Sports next? Oh, uh, Saturday, Wickham Sunderland. Instead of the FA Cup, if you want that, 12 o'clock. Still, people are sending us pictures of how many socks they've got. Aaron just tweeted now, 200 pairs of socks. The man is out of control. Remember the monkey lamp that arrived halfway through the show? I'm going to go and sit down, set it up and see what it looks like watching TV. <laughs> when you said, when you said, I've got to get going, um, you also shared with us earlier on in the show tonight, obviously I've known this for a while, but um, you shared with us that the reason you're at home at the moment is because you and Katie are waiting for the imminent arrival uh, of, of another child, which is so exciting. I thought when you said, I've got to go, that's what was going on. Oh, no, it's just a, a monkey holding a light bulb. That's, that's the <laughs> entertainment tonight at our house. But the other side of things is, every time I say goodbye to you at the moment, I don't know genuinely whether you're on tomorrow's show because things might have happened. This is it. I know. Who knows? But tin helmets are well and truly on in this house. So there you go. There's the, uh, there's the show. There's tonight's show for you. I, I just want to apologise. I feel like we slightly um, dug producer Adem out uh, for being having a positive COVID test. Where this should be a time where we should be making him... You remember in Neighbours when people go around and make a casserole for a neighbour yes. if they were feeling under the weather? We should yes. be doing something like that, really, rather than just, like, taking the mickey out of him on the show. We'll do just that tomorrow, eh? Casserole? No, we can't actually. He's isolating. He'll have to go without. Oh, good point. That's a good point. <laughs> 